Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gonna take it. Got it! Wins. Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent, I didn't think. All right, let's, let's get right to it. Welcome into another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. He's Bob Ryan. I'm Jeff Goodman. And uh, Bob, you got your uh, your favorite shirt on uh, this week? I'm tight number shirt on. Who, who's yeah. next? Who's next? After, right? What do we got, KG? They're talking KG at five, which, you know, it was a brief career, really, relatively speaking. But uh, it was an impactful one, for sure. There's a lot of uh, um, push you know, for that. Are you behind it? Like, where are you with the KG thing? I'm, I'm torn no, I'm on. I'm not crazy about that. No. no, not necessarily. I. But the thing is, the ship sailed so long ago on the glut of retired numbers with yeah. the Celtics, and it to the point of <clears throat> of, of comedy. And uh, I, so I, I, you know, it, it, it. We have this. If not him, then them. And then the other one, then the other one, and the other one. I mean, so you're going to have the, you know, 22A is going to be a uniform number with the Celtics for 104. <laughs> you know, that's coming if they start, if they keep retiring numbers. <laughs> so, it, it is you know, I mean, no, no offense, but no, if I had to, yeah. I'd say, no, I'm sorry. It was, yeah, we need a little longer career than that, you know, but uh, uh, anyway, but, you know, we. Uh, I mean, I feel like if you won multiple titles. Yeah. You know, that's one thing. I know, I know, I know we. They could have, you know, he, he his injury cost him one, I think. Right. And yep. for sure, and oh nine, and um, then um, six you know, years had, though. But Bob, after that, that's years. your own fault. You know, in two thousand ten, they had a three two lead, and you know, oh, we've been going on and on and on. All right, you know, they had another lead against Miami. But anyway, um, the next one is going to be him, though. If it is anybody, it, it'll be five. Yeah, I mean, listen, after that, I don't know who you, you know, I mean, again, no, well, well, obviously, the, the, you know what? I'm not lying. I don't even know what number Tatum is. Uh, I don't even know. I, always I, I know what number Tatum, or, and, and I don't, I'm not paying any attention. Oh, he's a zero. Is he zero? Zero. zero. He's, yeah, he's single zero. zero? Yeah, that's okay, right. Okay, we, know, we already had zero. double zero. You know, we know that. And and um, I'm not paying any attention to numbers. I don't know what Kemba's number is. So help me God. I don't know what uh, Brown's number is. Kemba's eight. Kemba's eight. Um, Because, because of the Walker, you know, Antoine to Kemba. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Jalen is, what is Jalen? 
can't be 24. That's going. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't even know. 20, no, 20. Is this a damning admission that means I, I, I just means I'm not paying any attention to the numbers. Yeah, I, I really don't either anymore. I, I don't know why, but I, yeah, I really don't uh, pay much attention to the I mean, numbers. And think of, really, in, in the uh, NBA of the time, of our time, is there an, you know, the LeBron, you know, all right, you know, but not Number seven. Jalen Brown is number seven, just so okay. you know. Well, I think seven, I think Tiny Archibald. So me too. <laughs> yeah, me no, too. No, and I love Jalen Brown, so you know that, but I still – I. I still think Tiny Archibald, you know, so. So I, I don't know how many uh, triple-doubles Tatum has, but it's it, it's he's not going to catch uh, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> he's not going to catch the big O. Uh, we, we know that. Oscar Robertson has 181, and Russ is knocking on the door, Bob Ryan. It's the like the biggest story not involving the playing games and the seating as we come down the stretch here. It seems like he gets one every single night right now. Uh, Russ does. He's averaging it again. This will be like the fourth, fourth time. Yeah. Uh, he's averaging one right now. And um, he's on his way to a third assist title. And he's on his way to his 11th straight year scoring 20 plus. And, and in the last half a dozen of them, it's 25 plus. Right. Including one year at 31. And um, uh, he had a game that by even his own lofty standards was remarkable on Monday night yeah. in that little uh, 151, 154 to 141 triumph, a game I love uh, against the Pacers. Um, he only took eight, four, he only took eight shots, Jeff. He took eight shots. He made five. It's he like he's trying to prove points. something, but but they got to win games. So like, yeah, but he had 21 rebounds yep. and a career high, 24 assists. Amazing. And I'm here to tell you that in the history of the league, there haven't been too many 24 assist games by anybody at any time. And then um, last night they won. I mean, they lost by a point the Milwaukee yeah. on Wednesday evening. He came out with a checked in with a routine 29, 12, 17, 17 assists. Um, okay. So I've raised this question. Um, yeah. Is he still getting his proper appreciation? And if not, why not? And I know I'm part of the problem. Because I'm still reluctant to to fully acknowledge his greatness. Why I don't seem to like him, and yet is this fair or unfair? What is my problem? I I don't know. What is? I think you know. Again, I think part of it is he hasn't wanted a high enough level, right? That that's that's number one. He's on a team right now that's you know just struggling to get in with two of the top players in the game. You know. If if Russ and Brad Beal, th- those are two two of the. And they top. are playing. They they are ha- playing well as we speak. They are they, listen. They're playing well, but they're still thirty and thirty six and struggling just to get into playing. Oh yeah. So Russ hasn't been on teams lately that have been great. I mean, oh. and, and again, he's. It's funny because I go through it too when when I've I've talked to Russ. I don't know Russ well by any means, but. When I've talked to him, there's a part of me that loves Russ because of how competitive he is. Oh, boy. And, and after games, um, you'll find times where if you ask him something, if, if, if they've won, if they've won, Russ is great, even if he doesn't put up numbers. Mm-hmm. And, and when they've lost, he is the worst human being in the world to deal <laughs> with as media. So I respect that, Bob. Yeah, he's in a lot of ways – 
I do. I respect his competitiveness. He doesn't play the game with the media at all. He's old school. And he is just so talented. But again, has he gotten better as a shooter? No. I mean, he's really, I mean, uh, let me see if I have it in me right now. Uh, shooting 31% from three this year. No, that's about 26% from three last. I mean, he, the best year he ever had shooting the three was in 16, 17. He shot 34% from three. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy who really hasn't gotten better in that regard. And I think uh, certainly that's hurt him. But but as much as anything, I think media is hot and cold with this guy because he's hot and cold with us. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not, he doesn't want to, you know, he hasn't, he's not along company. with KD, you know. He and KD don't get along great. Um, it feels like he's never he, he's never kind of meshed with whoever he's played with, whether it's the personality part of it or the game part of it. Mm, yeah, and yet, right? I, I, something is something, uh, but the and you know, but you're talking about uh, not having won enough at a highest level. You don't hold that against Oscar, uh, you know. By the way, because right. you know, of course, he was in the up. You know, he was with good Royals teams that couldn't get by the, the Russell Celtics. Yep. Then he finally, in the late in life, he got the chance. We go to Milwaukee and he, in fact, got a ring uh, and, and, and went back to another finals for in this. And what I believe was his final year at 73, 74. But nobody holds that against him. But, you know, you can't hold it. Nobody holds anything against anybody who didn't win in the Russell Weaver. You know, that's right. a different matter. Right, exactly. And you can't. You know, I mean, it's that, that the team holds true for West and Baylor and, yep. and, 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 and a lot of other truly good players that didn't win because the Celtics were monopolizing everything in those days. Anyway. Um, and Oscar yet is the guy that, that Westbrook gets, you know, linked with for obvious reason, you know, an obvious reason. So uh, no, it's just, I just think it's interesting. It's just, I don't know how to, if I, we put it a yeah, but uh, or what, you know, for the full uh, uh, acknowledgement of his greatness uh, uh, you know, it, he keeps doing this thing. I mean, when he, the first year he did it, uh, you know, they go the average of triple double. Oh, it's historical. Nobody's done it since Oscar. Yeah. And now we just, we go, oh, oh, yeah, well, okay. That's, uh, oh, but what is it? Nice. Does it mean less, Bob? Because, like you said, the scores are, 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 are in the 130s, you know, consistently. How do you equate it to oh, what well, Oscar did? Okay. I love this one because this, in Oscar's, this is what's, you can't dispute this. I'm not, in Oscar's day, it was easier to get rebounds and harder to get assists. Sure. Easier to get rebounds because people took a lot of shots and made fewer of them as a group. The, the, the standard in Oscar's time was you better get up a hundred shots a night if you're going to win a game. Okay. That, that, that was just a given. No, no one wrote it down in, 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 in uh, you know, in the cement, but it was what everybody understood. That was understood. And meanwhile, you, obviously there was no such thing as an assist on a three-pointer. There was no three-pointer. There was no such thing as an assist on a 20-footer either, as a rule. Right. You had to have an you had a lead real goal. assist. And you better hope that that guy didn't dribble more than twice on his way to the basket. I'm That's serious. the difference. That's the difference for me with assists, you know, from, from the way they used to judge assists. Now it's like, it feels I've, like everything's a hockey assist even. I've seen the transformation. And, and you can bet that I can tell you exactly right, my opinion. This is where it started to change. And that was magic. And uh, they, they liked padding. Mad, they wanted magic to get those assists. And 
um, you know, and I just think it, it, it accelerated from there. I'm not saying it began with magic, but it really took root with magic. And the idea of, of what kind, and, and Bird benefited from it. You know, Bird benefited. Sure. I mean, they all did it. Once the three came in, you're getting assist on a three, uh, you know, and, and, but it's harder to get. It was much, much harder to get an assist in those days for anybody. So what Oscar did by averaging double figures assists in, in 1962 amazing. Uh, was really, uh, uh, that, that, that's something. Now, rebounds are harder to get now. People take fewer shots, make more of them, yep. period. So, you know, the way you judge, the way we should judge rebounders, and this goes back to when Dennis Rodman was in his heyday, and, and for me, and historically, very simple, percentage of available rebounds. Totally. You yep. can do this, yep. and, and, and you, can, you can rate the historically great rebounders by percentage of available rebounds. So we know exactly. We can find out where Russell rates and where Mo, uh, Moses Malone rates and where, and where Dennis Rodman rates and where Andre Drummond rates now. You Who's know. The, gr- the greatest rebounder you've ever seen? Well, it was, it was, it was Russell yeah. and, 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 and in, in his time and the quickness to the ball, the, the and, and Wilt, you know, Wilt's numbers, are, you know, but, but, you know, people see now see these box score numbers, 25 rebounds a game. Well, there were a lot of, there were a lot of rebounds to get folks. I have to tell you, you know, there were a lot of rebounds to get somebody had to get them. You know, um, I'll tell you though, um, Rodman was a tremendous rebounder. You know, it was a great two-way rebounder in this time. Uh, and, and I say, you know, offense and defensive rebound, Barkley. Yeah. Barkley oh, was a great ridiculous. rebounder, and 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 and, uh, and he used his body. He used that ass so well. He used so that well. He used that butt, and 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 he was relentless on the offensive boards. And uh, he was a great two-way rebounder. The greatest offensive rebounder, though, in in in, in mythical, you know, uh, is, is was Moses. I'll never forget this one, um, uh, Jeff. I'm I was moonlighting from a Celtic road trip, and I actually made a road trip in 1975. I think it was okay in which um, uh, the Celtics were going west. And I hopped off the plane in Chicago to start off and, and uh, went to see the Knicks play the Bulls. I told the trainer to take my bag, pick my bag up at the airport in, in uh, I think, Omaha was the next stop they were playing. So, no, it was a little busy. Anyway, all right. And then I went and then I moonlighted in between the Celtic games and the ABA. And I went to games in Denver and um, Salt Lake City. And – I went to six games in six nights in six different states, you in really? two different leagues. Now that was a trip. That was a. That was a. All right. I walk into um, Salt Lake City, I think, and they're they're playing. Who the hell was? Oh, Moses was with them. Was with the Utah Stars, right? And Larry Brown's coaching the Nuggets, and I knew Larry, and he says, "Bob, Moses Moses Malone is the greatest offensive rebounder I've ever seen in my life." He was 19 years old. And the standard of excellence in those days, Jeff, was I covered him, Paul Silas. Yeah. And I'm saying, Larry. Right. Please. He's 19. Bob, I'm telling you. Right. <laughs> well, guess what? <laughs> the man knew wherever he spoke. He <laughs> was a beast. I mean, he was, Moses was. And, you know, the, the relentless is the quickness to the ball. That's the great thing about rebounding, the, yeah. the timing. I heard no, no, all right, rebounding. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm mounting the soapbox, folks, right now because we were on the topic. All right, let's talk about it. Here's the, the, the number one rule of rebounding. Do you want the damn ball or don't you? Effort, number one. Number two, positioning. Number three, timing. Can't be taught. Number four, strength to hold the position, if it's necessary. And fifth and least important, 
jumping. Yeah, yeah. Least no, important right. five, and the, the the great proof of that was Wes Unsel. Couldn't get off the floor. It, you know, didn't have he, he didn't. Now, I saw the young West Sunsell, by the way, as a sophomore at Louisville, who only weighed about 235 or 40 at that point, really? and had some lift. And the first time I ever saw West Sunsell, Jeff, he dropped 35 points and 26 rebounds on the Boston College Eagles, but we beat them in over in triple overtime. And, nice. and we beat them in triple overtime in the NIT, anyway. Um, so that's the rebounding thing, and Moses Malone fulfilled the effort one the positioning one, the timing one, the other one, the quickness of your leap, the quickness to the ball. Russell was astonishingly quick to the ball. Wilt was not. Russell didn't have to gather himself. You know, Russell Wilt did. Yeah. Well, of course, Wilt was seven feet one and, 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 and a specimen, but he had to gather himself. If you don't have to gather yourself, you know, he was very quick to the ball and his young prime was a great rebounder. And, and, and Bird, maybe talk about it. He didn't run, he didn't jump. He was a man position all. Yeah. And he, he fulfilled. Yep. He wanted to get it. Everything right, else. The positioning and timing and quickness to the ball. And, and that, that's a gift. That is a gift that cannot be taught as far as I know. The Ryan and Goodman podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA can the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. See, I think with Westbrook and and rebounding, obviously, you got two things. You got effort. You got effort and you got quickness and athleticism and, and all that. And and that can make up for a lot of other things if you want it, um, especially as a guard. I mean, you got to put a body on Russ. The positioning thing it also includes the intelligence of understanding angles. You know, yep. and, and so, so many guys are so uh, guys are like Moses understood where a ball is likely to come off based on where the shot was taken kind of thing. That's another that that's an I don't know if that's teachable or that is just an instinct. I don't know, but you got to, that's part of the whole positioning thing I'm talking about. And I'm right, sure so let, I, I got to believe that Westbrook is a master of that. He, he, no, listen again, Russell Westbrook's going to go down. I mean, he, he's going to be a hall of famer. Um, he, he's going to be a guy that probably never quite gets the respect that maybe he deserved. And, and like you said, there are questions as to why, but I think the biggest reason is he hasn't won at the highest level, and he's played with some pretty darn good players. He and, played and with KD. Got, he's played he with Paul George. Him. He played with Harden last year. Yeah, He's now playing with Bradley Beal. So it, it, it's not like he's been left on an island by himself, yet they haven't been able to do it. Now, again, I get it. A lot of the teams that have won have won with three guys, right? Yeah. But, but the Lakers won with two. The Lakers won with two. They won with the best player on the planet. Yeah. But they've won with two. It, it can be done with two if you're that good. To me, Russell Westbrook isn't that good. He's 32 years old now. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying the clock is ticking, but, yeah. but you have to start thinking about, you know, opportunities for him. Given the nature of his game, he won't be playing when he's 40. You know, big men do that. And, and, and you know, but not. The problem is, too, he's not a great shooter now. So, yeah. you know. He, and Bradley Beal, I think, is a better shooter than his numbers suggest. 
then a lot of people who have gone at me about this Jalen Brown, Bradley Beal deal, throw that in my face. And, and what I say to them is put Bradley Beal on a team where he can get some open looks and, and be less of a volume shooter. And Bradley Beal's a much better shooter, in my opinion, than Jalen Brown. I know the numbers don't support that. Uh-huh. I get it. But, but I, I, will, I, I will bet uh, my house in anything, in, in the same type of shots, if they get the same quality looks, that Bradley Beal is going to make more I from think the perimeter than Jalen Brown. Bradley Beal is a shooter. I think of Jalen Brown as a scorer. Right. And, and, and Jalen's done a great I, job I, I, of getting I'm, better. I'm with as, you. As a shooter. Now, but as far as the trade's concerned, I'm still – but Jalen Brown brings a few other things to the table too. So, you know. He's but, a better uh, defender. Bradley Beal's a better ball mover. I'm just saying – and again, I hate to go back to it, but we'll go back to it for a minute here. I'm just saying, if the Celtics don't go anywhere in this, in the playoffs, whether it's it's the play-in or they get in in the sixth spot, you've got to shake it up. That's my only take on this: is you've got to shake it up. And there's only, to me, there's only option A and option B. Option A is Brad Stevens. Option B is Jalen Brown to shake it up. There's nothing else you can do. These people that try to say Kemba Walker, you cannot get enough for Kemba Walker. No, no. He, he was great last night, but nobody is going to give you value no. more than 50 cents in the dollar for Kemba Walker. No, I, I understand that. I think you're right. No, I, I, I reluctantly agree with you about the, the including Brad in this discussion, but you know, it's, it's, I, I do too. Listen, it's, it's come, it's your, it's, yeah, it's, it's come to that. It's, it's going to be here, Bob, if they don't get through the first round of the playoffs, it is going to be here, and it should be here. They, 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 they absolutely have a decision to make. Danny Ainge does an ownership on Brad. Even if they're six and then three is Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're not supposed to win that matchup. We know that, but you're barely going to squeeze into six behind the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks, Bob. That's an embarrassment right now. Yep. Yeah, the Hawks won, you know, they just miraculously found themselves with the coaching change, it yeah. seems to me. And the Knicks have been gradually building to this all year, really, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, um, you know, this, it, it, has it come to the point where we must take the Knicks seriously? <laughs> I don't think we're there. I mean, I, I'll, no. I'll, define, I'll define seriously is could they, they could win a playoff. Could they win a playoff? Yeah, I mean, if they're in the 4-5, they can. Yeah, of course they could. Yeah. You know, if you're putting them up against one of the top three – no, I don't think they're ready for that. They need another piece. Uh, you know, can they get that that free agent, Bob, to, to pair with Julius Randle? And well, that's going to be a very fascinating offseason question, that they can finally, you know, shed the Dolan, you know, aura right. and get somebody to come to them uh, that isn't coming, dragging, kicking, and screaming, <laughs> you know, then uh, somebody volunteers to join. I would think it's going to happen if they – you know, unless they implode, got to be the right guy. You know, I would think they have a shot at it in a way. I I just, you know, they haven't had at all 10 years ago, 10 years ago was his MVP year. And he was 21 years old and um, he's having a renaissance that, you know, we've talked about him on. And I I keep going back to the young Derek Rose had to be seen in person to appreciate unlike almost any guard I'd ever seen you couldn't appreciate him if you didn't have that feel of the whoosh in person you know then you understood what made him different I'm happy you know I'm not saying he's a I, you know he's had his off-court stuff but yeah. I, I, anyway 
as professionally, I'm happy for him. And he and Tibbs, who, I mean, whoever would have thought that this reunion would have been so fruitful, you know? You know what the good thing is with Derrick Rose? I, I feel like you can coach him. I mean, again, he was obviously coached by Cal Perry at Memphis. So he was prepared. I, I feel like he's the type that nothing gets to him. Like I've seen him enough and you mm-hmm. can yell, you can scream, you can call him whatever you want. Nothing is going to bother Derrick Rose. And if it does, he's not going to show it. Mm-hmm. So I think coaches, you know, Tibbs can go hard at him. I, I feel like he's kind of an old school guy in that regard. You know, R.J. Barrett, his, his father, Rowan, grew mm-hmm. up, uh, you know, as a pretty good player coming out of uh, yeah. St. John's. And and has been involved in Canadian basketball. No, I saw him in the Olymp- I saw him in international competition. So like like RJ, his his godfather is Steve Nash. So he's been groomed for this. I remember Rowan telling me a story when they were young. It's kind of cool. When 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 RJ was young, they would go to the airport as a family. And like I don't know how maybe RJ was like eight years old, nine years old, and and the parents would tell him and say, All right, you get us to the gate. You get us to the gate. We're not going to give you any help. You get us to the gate. And then they would, like at dinner, they would have like a fork and and hold it up to, to RJ and do interviews with him, mock interviews when he was young. <laughs> so he has been groomed for this. Oh, that's good. A lot more mature like that. than a lot of guys. And Julius Randle's just been, I don't even say a revelation, because like Julius Randle was a stud coming out of high school. Like he, I thought he was, like I think I told you, I thought he was going to be better than, Jabari Parker and, and Andrew Wiggins. And he is, he is, but, but for a while yeah. there, it didn't look promising. So the big question I have for you, Bob, though, is, is how much of a factor is James Dolan now? Is it now where they've won enough and they got Tibbs and they got new, you know, new, new guys at the top and, and yeah. Leon Rose to where it's become less of a factor. I would think my life, such as I have, you know, such as it is, my powers of logic tell me the answer is they have crossed the threshold. They're okay now with this. I think that That's huge. the Dolan thing has receded, the Leon Rose management and the Tibbs thing and the success. I think I, I'll be surprised if, if somebody doesn't answer the call. I, I'll be yeah, it's who? It's like, now, is it is it oh, Carl Anthony Towns? Is it Devin Booker? You know, like. Who is it? I mean, I you get Booker. I, 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 we'll, 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 we'll have to explore. I, I'd have to have. A, I don't think a, it'll be Booker because he's winning. Phoenix is winning at a high enough level. Contracts and stuff before I, I could get into that. But I just think it's conceivable to answer. But I just don't think that Dolan's going to be an obstacle. That's the answer. Yeah. Right. Well, now, that's huge because he was. The Rangers, you know, the Rangers, another, you know, the, what just happened. And the, 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 what is the, he uh, doing? Like, what is he doing with that? Like James Dolan is such a. A poor owner. I mean, he is so bad at his job, and yet the Knicks have found a way despite James Dolan so far, which to me I give Leon Rose, who I really didn't know would, would be able to get this done. But but that's that's the new route, right? Right, Bob? Yeah, Go yeah. the the agent route because they already have relationships with clients to where well the Met, the Mets tried it and it didn't work. I can tell you that. <laughs> true, but it worked with Palenka. Yeah, yeah. It's, so worked, it, with it's worked with, yeah. with with enough guys. To whereas that that's why yeah. they did it. Well, I just yeah. questioned it. I questioned it because I questioned every move James Dolan makes. Yeah. Yeah. But no. if, if they can land a CAA guy, you know, it, this is going to be a Kentucky slash CAA team. You know, the combination, either, either guys went to Kentucky, they're going to have a shot because of World Wide West or CAA because of Leon Rose. 
And, and that's going to be the core of the team, which, which is fine if you get the right guys. And, and again, Julius Randle has been awesome. I'm so happy for him. Um, I, I've always been a huge Julius Randle guy. So th- it's, it's been great to see him be kind of the guy that this whole team is built around. And uh, they just got to bring him the right guy to, to, to be able to play with him and, and gel with him. This episode of the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. 2021 is looking up. New beginnings means new opportunities to grow your business. And if part of your strategy is adding new members to your team, well, LinkedIn Jobs finds that right person very quickly. To make things better, your job post is absolutely free. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free when you head over to LinkedIn.com slash scribe. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. Getting started is easier than ever with new features to help you find qualified candidates quickly. Post a job with targeted screening questions and LinkedIn will quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates. As functions are streamlined onto one simple screen and now you can do this from your mobile device. No matter where you are, no matter where the date takes you, that's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. And let's face it, a hell of a lot easier, right? When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash scribe. Again, that's linkedin.com slash scribe to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, so we got 12 days now, Bob, until the second playing yeah in the nba and uh lebron i guess was on record a while ago saying he liked it and then he was on record uh very recently saying he doesn't like it um well they're sitting six right they're sitting six right now so which would open them that would open them against denver yeah which Right now, they play Denver in the first round, which is actually a favorable first-round matchup because Denver doesn't have Jamal Murray. But getting into it first, is is LeBron a hypocrite on this or what? Yeah, it's getting personal. So if it's, I think it's it's a transparent synthetic. I use the word transparent in the old way. It's synthetic. It's phony. It's BS. Uh, LeBron, it was an abstract. It was fine. But now when it's real and you're involved, it's not so good, is it? I mean, it's so obvious to me. What, how, what other conclusion can you draw? Right. He never you thought know? he'd be playing. And, I, and, play and by the way, I'm generally, you know, I think LeBron, oh, he's been, no, nobody's been, but well, he's had a lot of good public pronouncements in his life and they weren't so good. But but this this one is is really uh, uh, self-serving, um, you know, for sure. They're a half a game out of the play-in right now. <laughs> They're a half a game in front of Portland. For the final spot, imagine if they had to play San. I mean, it'd be a one-game play-in. You know they'll win it. They're not going to lose to San Antonio in a play-in. But I think it would just be funny. Oh, it would be. You know, I, I would be howling. Right. You no, know, I mean, although, although you know, it's only because of injury and COVID. We know, we know that an injury. But you no, know, it's it. But the idea of it um, last year to me, anything they did in bubble basketball, they could justify. You know, I thought. I certainly didn't anticipate it would be returning. And, no, nobody did. Nobody. And we, and I'm like, I've, any padding of playoffs in any sport is done because manage the, the upper echelons, the, the, the ruling bodies of sport want to involve more cities, more fans, more meaningful regular season games. And, and, and in the abstract, that's a, it seems like a worthy aim. 
but I still, I, I, I'm, but I'm not, I can live without it. I, I, I had, I never really worried about that stuff, but obviously other people do. And, and so uh, I'm, I'm, do, you, do you think it's possible that this is going to be a permanent way of like doing business? That this I, I don't, but I, I like it. You do like it. I do. I listen. I just think it it it, it brings some intrigue. Um, more teams are involved down the stretch, so I don't know. They're playing for something. We haven't had we had enough in the past uh, battles for not eight and nine. Sometimes three teams battling yeah. for that eight spot. Yeah. Enough. That's it's not a good. It's not good enough. It, it, listen, like for me, I, it is. I don't mind some change. Like I don't want like crazy change, but I don't mind like this. I thought it was fun last year. I'm okay with it again. Um, you know, because these teams, otherwise, like you just look at that first round matchup, a lot of them are are, are garbage, right? Oh, They're one eight. So at least you got some intrigue, Dame. You know, Dame and, and CJ McCollum, and I don't know. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm okay uh-huh. with, with with keeping it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, and and I'm more of an old school guy like you of like, hey, don't mess with something if it's good. But I. I don't mind this one. I kind of like it. And, and we'll see how it is in its second kind of iteration here yeah. of, of kind of how it looks not in the bubble. Okay. But I, I love the fact that, listen, I love the fact that right now we're talking about LeBron potentially playing in it. I know. Well, he doesn't like it, but no, he does. The drama, the drama would be great in a one-game oh. deal. Like, what if, what if I'll he watch, has a bad game? I'd watch that game. And everybody will. But that game will get better ratings than the first round matchup. Yeah. And then play in Denver because it's a one and done. And hey, we all know how the one and dones can work out. I got to ask you, it's quickly changing topics. I just became aware within the last hour of the Udonis Haslam situation. Are you aware of this? No. What's the Udonis Haslam situation? He's still on the roster. Right. He has not played a second of basketball all year. All year, he will get credit for, pen, you know, pension and yeah. extension and uh, and all that. But if if he doesn't play, it won't count on his longevity. On on and he won't be able to say I played twenty one years or twenty. You know, you know. And last year, he, they they gave him some token time at the end of the year. Yeah. And and but they haven't done it yet. Won't they and do it? And of course, and they're you know they're definitely they're involved in the debt struggle in this whole thing we were just talking about. Yeah, but you can't find a minute. You can't. You, I mean, all you got to do is throw him in there. For, Eric Spolstra is uh, what I read is promising he'll do it, but he hasn't done it yet. As the as the days are as we last say, year, last year he played uh, forty minutes. Four games. He played four games last year. Um, I'm looking for how many minutes he actually played last year. Yeah, how many? Uh, I'll tell you in a sec here. Yeah. Uh, not many. That's for darn no. sure. Let's see. Here we go. Uh, he played um, one. What did he play? Five five minutes, six minutes, ten minutes. He played twenty three minutes in the final. I think it was final game of the regular season. Really, twenty three minutes in All the right. final game. So, so if, it, if that game doesn't matter, Spo will play him extended minutes. Spo says he's going to do it, but but anyway. Um, you know, I just think I, I, I go back. It's hard. You know, he remember remember how we he he was playing for Florida in the 2000 finals, and the final and he had like 20. He was a freshman, 
Yep. I mean, when I hit, he hit uh, Michigan State for like 20-some, right? Twenty. Hey, hey, tell me you don't think he'd be good if, if, if the Celtics could bring in Haslam in the same role he's got here and he doesn't play one minute in Boston. Would you do it? Ooh, is that necessary? <laughs> well, for the locker room, it might be. he bring that much? Yeah. Um, he must, apparently. You know, well, I, I don't know. It's, it's not, you know, we got 15-man roster. I mean, you know, obviously you can do it, you know. That's what I'm saying. I find, yeah, I find it interesting, though, this whole story. I didn't, I was, I never, you know, was aware, I, I was unaware of it. That's all. Like, if I told you, you could have Haslam in the locker room or Carson Edwards for the year. Oh, okay. All right. You take him. I'll t- oh, uh, no. I, all right, I'll take Haslam. I, we, we certainly, you know. So I'm saying, like, how many games is Carson Edwards winning you on the court? Zero. Zero. How many how many games could could Udonis Haslam win you by the chemistry, the leadership, the accountability, the veteran presence? If it's one or two, that's enough. There you go. There you go. I would I would All absolutely. Right. I, I give you that game set match to Goodman on that one. I give you that one. <laughs> hey, your boy, your boy Kyrie, uh, uh. his usual media friendly uh, antics. He, he, he was fined, what, 35 grand or something? 35 grand. The team also gets a fine, too. I mean, well, but hey, you know my favorite, plus our shows, plus our mem shows. There's, no, there's never a change with Kyrie. He, he dazzles you on the court when yeah. he's on his game. We, uh, you know, he, he, he's as good at getting to the basket as any guy his size has ever been. Uh, you know, uh, oh, he might hit you with five threes, too. He can play. We know he can play. But, my God, you got to put up with – stuff and are you rooting against the knicks um the nets come oh, playoff yeah. time oh yeah you are oh yeah oh yeah and, and so and i don't want the nets to win I, they're hard I, they're hard to like aren't they yeah i don't and, and i have never been against steve nash but i i but i'm i'm sorry i don't yeah the nets no i mean uh, uh, of the triumvirate of the philly nets milwaukee uh, I would, if it came down to that, I would root for Milwaukee just because I want to see them get it done, get that monkey off their back kind of thing. Uh, plus, I've always, you know, I like Milwaukee. You know, It'd be great uh, to see Milwaukee, like you said, with everything that they've kind of been through the last couple of years of, of kind of knocking on the door, having the expectations. And Giannis just, again, everything we've heard. We talked to Pat Connaughton. We've talked to other people about him. Uh, John Horst we had on. And you never hear a bad word about Giannis. As a no, I mean, I, so I can easily root for them. And, and, yeah. and I'm not, I'm not anti-Philly at all, but uh, I would put them behind, behind, but, uh, but on those three, I would go, you know, like to see Milwaukee win, but the answer to your question, no, I definitely, the Nets have become a, a, in my mind, a villainous entry into the. the Are they good? Is that good for the NBA that we have that villain? Oh, I, I, one I in LA. Good if you got I, something like that. Yes. I think it's always good in any sport. Uh, I mean, it's, you know, follow the Houston Astros around baseball this year. <laughs> but, uh, but seriously, no, the Nets, uh, I think they, they will fulfill that, that role. And, and if they're smart, they'll embrace it. But, you know, what the hell, you know, and us against the world, this has been a, a 21st century, you know, technique, right? <laughs> Those guys will embrace it. Yeah. We're the only one. No one, you, no one gave us a chance, even though you know. Be right, like, that'll be the best part. No right. one Nobody gave, gave us a chance. chance. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, thank God. You know, you have three Hall of Famers in your team. <laughs> Cut the shit. Cut the shit. Um, all right. Last question before we leave. I, I asked you to do a little homework. Yeah, I know it's a little tough one, but I threw out a couple. One name. A name. My question. <laughs> my, let me let me let me pose the question. Yeah. As we know, college guys haven't done great in the NBA. 
as well as NBA guys haven't done great in college. It's just, it's an adjustment. It's a different ball game. Um, But I asked you uh, what college current college coach, if you're an NBA GM right, right now, and you can hire any coach in college today, who are you hiring? Well, I mean, obviously I'm not qualified, frankly, but, but a name, I don't know his personality. I, I just know results. Uh, and I, uh, uh, and maybe, and I'm sure you'll be able to tell me if I'm, but here's a wild one. Ready? Mike Anderson. No, terrible. Okay. Awful. Okay. I have no idea. Atrocious. I, <laughs> I don't know. Danny Hurley. I don't know. No, no, no. Actually, Mike Anderson's temperament works. I don't think the style works at all. Uh, of play. Uh, Danny Hurley's uh, temperament does not work. Uh, players would players would probably punch Danny Hurley uh, during the game when he when he did some. Here, here's you tell me who you tell me. I'm, all right, all right. I got a few. I got a few. Um, a guy that's long been considered somebody is Bill Self that the NBA people have really liked, and a lot of people he he's he's buddies with RC Buford in San Antonio. So a lot of people, I think they were college roommates, and he may need a landing spot. Right, exactly. So a lot of people think that when Pop retires, which I don't know when it's going to be, maybe in a year or so, um, that he could be in play there. Tony Bennett is a name that a lot of people have mentioned as well. Now, there's concerns about his offense. Yeah. He'd have to hire somebody. But his his personality is similar to Brad Stevens. I was going to say. Now, uh, is that good or bad? Because, again, I think the, the drawback with Brad Stevens right now is he's, he, he may be too nice and too easygoing. And, and Tony Bennett has some of those same qualities. Now, Tony Bennett did play briefly in the NBA. Yeah. So he's he's played at a high enough level. I don't think any you know pro NBA guys right now know that. If you ask them if Uh-oh. Tony Bennett played in the NBA, I think they'd all say no. Um, here's the name I would here's the name I would hire. And and he won't go. He won't go, oh. and I'll tell you the reasons why. Juwan Howard. Oh. Juwan Howard. Juwan Howard. Yes. Yeah. Here's why. He he won't go because he's got a son on the team now and another son on the way. But I think once his kids are done, I could see Juwan Howard being a hot commodity and even a guy this offseason that maybe people reach out to. He's got so much respect throughout the NBA, obviously played at a high level, yeah. has the right personality for it. He'll go after guys. You could see it in college when he needs to. But ultimately, he's pretty even keel. He'll even go after coaches like he went after Mark Turgeon. I don't know if you <laughs> saw that little uh, scuffle. Yes, I did. My boy, Mark. So I think Juwan Howard might be a guy that, again, for players would respect because he's done it at the highest level. And I think that is something that is very important in this day and age is connecting with the current players, earning their respect, getting them to play hard. I think Juwan Howard can do all that. Do we? Do I ignore it? an elephant in the room called Jay Wright? Yeah, I, I, I think Jay Wright, the only one he probably takes is the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. And he just basically – wasn't theoretically it? yeah yeah theoretically, out, of, out of context jay, jay would be terrific i think jay would be phenomenal and, and it's funny because i don't want to say he invented it but i think jay was ahead of his time with, with small ball back when they had to play small they had injuries or guards yeah randy foy was their foreman randy foy <laughs> who's six two and a half 
was their format. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, you know, again, Jay Wright uh, absolutely would be a guy. I just think Juwan Howard now yeah, checks all the boxes. Look very good. Very good. So, all right. And he's a guy that I honestly, when he was hired in college, I didn't think it would go great. Because it never does with no, the so, no, former no, NBA no, guys. No, we've seen we've seen some real dumpster fires. Exactly. That one. Oh, exactly. So, all right. Well, ne- next week, uh, Bob, maybe the uh, the Lakers will be fully entrenched uh, in the playing game uh, <laughs> when we come back and do our next spot. And we are we, we the, the the days are dwindling down to those precious few. As, as I can't uh, wait. I'm I'm, I'm 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 really uh, amped up here. Uh, for for the NBA playoffs around the corner here, and and uh, again, uh, there'll be plenty of complaining by uh, by somebody, whether it's LeBron or somebody else, that they're in the playing game. Uh, oh yeah, in about okay. a week and a half. So a uh, thanks for joining us again, uh, the Ryan and Goodman uh, pod here. Make sure you listen, watch wherever you get your pods, and uh, we'll see you next week.